All right, guys, what's going on today? We are going to be talking a little bit about my favorite personal topic, which is staying in momentum. And a lot of what we talk about all the time, and I think a lot of the things that we are actually trying to work on is ways or schemes or, you know, possibilities for us to number one, be self-aware and recognize when we fall out of momentum And then secondarily, ways and strategies that we can put in place so we are more often in momentum. And when I say momentum, what I mean here, guys, and what I'm talking about is that state of flow, right? That you just feel like you're vibing, you're clicking, your conversations, like you are an attentive listener and you are present in your conversations and therefore your relationships are advancing. They're getting better. You feel a connection with your significant other. You feel a connection with, you know, the three or four other most important people in your life. And that connection is getting better. You also feel like you're more productive at work and you feel like you're actually accomplishing something. You believe in what you're doing. You care about it. You care about getting better at your craft, at your chosen craft that you are going to be giving something. When I think of work, I think about what am I giving? What am I contributing to society? What am I going to be spending a huge, a massive, you know, 30% of my next few years or in reality, your prime years? Your 50 prime years or your 40 prime years, we're going to spend 30% of that time working. So I hope that you believe in the contribution that you are making. And if you don't, I hope that you are on a path and you have set out a plan to think about the steps that you're going to need to take to get there. But when you do feel that way, you know, days where you just feel like you're flowing, you're vibing, you're kicking ass, right? You're, you're waking up and you are actually developing your own skills at that job. And if you are contributing something, you are contributing to a high degree, right? You're advancing how many people get to, you know, enjoy your services or you're advancing the way in which people enjoy your services. So that's that flow of momentum, right? It's better relationships, better work life. It's better physical life, right? You feel awake and aware you sleep great like everybody loves a good night's sleep there's almost nothing better in the world when your bed just feels amazing and you know you get just a clean nine hours where you're just like zonked out for like six of them you're just out cold and uh you know you wake up and you just feel immediately refreshed like you have just like you don't even need a cup of coffee you just feel that good And then when you get the cup of coffee, like I always do that, it's like, man, I feel really good today. And then you get some cup of coffee on top of that. And, you know, it is a drug and man, it gets you going. You get real fired up. And those are the days like, you know, we're coming up on some days. Today's about 65, starting to get a little sun, starting to get that feeling a little bit. And uh, man, the anticipation of that just just rail. It just gets me going. I get so excited about it. And so I I love that feeling and I want to bottle that feeling and be able to have it all the time. But we know that that is, you know, not the realistic possibility for us. And we know that we're going to have down times and times where we struggle with motivation and momentum and times where we're going to struggle to even want to go to the gym at all. And times where we're not going to want to eat healthy and times where we make bad decisions, times where we're short with our significant others or short with people who we actually love 
And you might even like feel bad about that. You might not be super happy um, about it as I as I'm mean to Charlotte right now because she's getting in the middle of the podcast. Um, And I do kind of feel bad about that. Like she just wants to cuddle and snuggle. She doesn't know what I'm doing. Uh, But, you know, as you start to kind of get in that path where you start to recognize, you know, I I'm short with my wife. I'm yelling. I just I yelled at my kids. You know, you don't know why you're unhappy at your job and you just, you are, you're not doing anything. Like that was the big thing for me. A lot of times, uh, when I was struggling through a lot of jobs and I've had and quit a pretty high number of jobs. And, uh, and I just never, it never sat well with me. The feeling of just not doing anything. Like there were guys in the army who their dream was to have a job where they could blow off a hundred percent of the work day. They're like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and sit on the toilet on my phone for an hour and 25 minutes and then smoke, you know, a cigarette every 15 minutes so I can take a break. And they would just get on this path. And it was just like, dude, does this fulfill you? Like, are you do you are you doing anything? And they were like, no, dude, I'm not like, that's awesome. That's the dream, man. Like, I don't get paid and don't have to do anything. I'm just like, that is not the same. That is not the dream that I am going for at all. And, you know, I feel bad for people like that. I feel bad for people because I know that there are people out there and I spent a lot of years with a lot of them in the army and they go years, decades. And I'm sure that there are people that go lifetimes without ever feeling that just amazing, momentous feeling of, I accomplished so much today. I helped hundreds of people with their health, with their fitness, with their families, with their lives. I contributed. And then I had an amazing dinner with my wife where we were able to talk about our future and things we love. And we connected on a deeper level. And, you know, we were able to just improve our relationships, get to bed early, have an amazing night's sleep, wake up the next day and have a great workout. And if they've never really felt those endorphins and all of that human connection that makes you feel that much better, I do. I feel bad for people because we're not living the same life. Like life isn't going to be as happy, isn't going to be as fun for them. And, you know, I would do wish that everybody could have as happy a life as they could possibly have. Um, but I know that I'm, I'm lucky and I'm very grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to me. But I also think that a lot of it is a mindset. And when you start to realize that these things align and I start to look back and when I have those most momentous days, I can measure certain things. Right. One of my favorite things in the world, and I've said this, I think a few times, but I love sitting out on like a cool, crisp spring or fall afternoon and sitting by an outdoor like bonfire and just sitting and hanging out and talking with friends. It's like that would be my most number one preferred way to spend time. And so like my perfect day would be, you know, waking up early, having coffee and reading with Maria and eating a great breakfast, coming in and working, doing my podcast, right? Making the, making the business better, building systems and improving uh, my contribution to my community in that way. And then going in and getting my workout in with some of my friends and people that I love working out with that light me up and motivate me and make me smile and laugh. And then the afternoon would be spent with people 
around a fire in some capacity, right? Let's just kind of fast forward and through some of the work day, but, um, you know, spend the evening time uh, and into that early afternoon playing some spike ball and sitting by a fire and just talking and connecting with people. And I think when you talk to a lot of people about what their perfect day is and what if they could do anything, if they could contribute in any way, you start to dive into this and we look at what drives momentum. Listen to the things that people say. Listen to the responses, to the comments that you get back. At no point in every person I've ever asked, 100 percent of the people, nobody ever said that they would post on Instagram. Nobody ever said that they would spend hours, tens of hours watching Netflix or being on social media. Nobody would do these things. And that's not really a perfect day. And the days when you're in the most momentum, you don't do those things. You don't even have your cell phone with you. I was out on a boat all day and I didn't even have my cell phone, didn't check it once. Awesome. Andy said they went to Aziz and Zari the other day and they made them put them, their cell phones away in like a locked pouch. I love that idea. I was like, that is the coolest idea ever for these shows, movies, because everybody just sits on their cell phone and they video stuff and nobody is present and aware. And he said it was so sad watching people when the show is over and they could get their cell phones back. How just we just are like these program zombie machines, just like staring straight down. Nobody's talking about the show. Nobody's connecting. It's like, and that's, it's sad, right? It's really sad. And so I, I think about, I spend a lot of time thinking about this because I'm in the business of making people happy and happier and bringing them a happier family life and bringing them a longer life of moving and being aware mentally. Randy and I were talking today before class and, you know, I think one of his biggest fears is not being capable physically, not being able to move as he gets older and not being able to lift and walk and run upstairs and play with his kids. His kids are all like the fastest people on the planet and run around with them. And, uh, you know, you could tell that was one of his big fears. And my biggest fear is like dementia, losing my mind, like not knowing where I am and, uh, you know, having a mental breakdown, but they're the same thing. Right. And that's the game we're in. And whether it's happiness right now, which obviously we want to drive, uh, but inevitably humans are doing things constantly that are not in their best interest for happiness long term, that are not in their best interest, period. And so instead of doing these things that we know bring us happiness, that we know drive momentum, that we know make you a more present, happy, aware person, right? Making good financial decisions. There's a great study I was reading about yesterday. I, it, I want to say it's called the marshmallow study, but I may not be correct with that. But uh, I was telling Ryan about today, the they gave a bunch of these kids and this is the study is, um, you know, it's younger kids, but they test it with other things as they're adults and they change the timelines up. And, and the general gist of the test is this. They come into a room and they give a kid a marshmallow one of those big ones, right? The ones that are really fun to eat when you're kids. And they say, if you don't eat this art marshmallow, when I come back, I'm going to give you a second one and then you can have two marshmallows. And then if you don't eat those two, I'll give you even more. And then they leave the room and they watch and they video and they film what happens in human nature. All the kids eat the marshmallow, right? They have to have that short-term gratification, even though they know it is at the detriment to their long-term happiness. And if you think about it, this is what's going on all the time, right? With social media, with Netflix, with everything, we are actively a lot of times not participating in things that we know are going to lead us to a happier future, a happier next day. 
right? So we watch Netflix too late, right? We go to sleep. Then we don't get a good night's sleep. Then we don't have a good wake up in the morning. Then we're, you know, really pressed on coffee. Then we're not motivated in the afternoon to really want to work out anymore. So we don't get that social interaction. We don't get that laughter. We don't get that enjoyment. We don't get the endorphin kick and all the positive benefits of fitness. And so we lose out on all that. And then it's a self-fulfilling cycle. So now we're down and we're kind of depressed and we're bored. And oh my God, we are so bored. And what do we do when we're bored? Well, we probably watch more Netflix, right? And there's the cycle. And we get into this vicious cycle and, you know, it's so sad when I watch people start to flip into it. And then the worst part is, is a lot of times we're not aware. We don't know how to fix it. And so my goal for today, guys, is to talk about some metrics, Talk about some things. How, what can we pay attention to? Because if we're not measuring something, if we don't know, if we aren't self-aware, we can't recognize these patterns. We can't see them. We can't feel them. We can kind of feel them, right? And that's really our only self-awareness at this point. It's just kind of feeling it, but feeling it's not a metric that doesn't really help. So what I want to talk about is some things that I want to, I want to define numbers, right? Analytics, metrics, for those of you guys who like that kind of thing. I love that kind of thing, right? I love being able to look at something and say, man, I'm unhappy. Let's see if I can look at these five factors and see if that's probably the source of my stupidity. And I'm doing a bunch of dumb crap that's going to make me unhappy because I'm weak and undisciplined, right? And I am just as bad at this. So I'm going to use my own here. Okay. I'm going to use my own things. So I'm not a social media, really. I'm not on social media much anymore. Right. I'm on, I'm, but I do spend a bunch of time on YouTube. Right. And I enjoy watching a, a variety of different YouTube videos. Um, a lot of them are going to be educational, you know, business oriented. Um, I like Ted talks, I like a bunch of different things. Right. But so let's say me. So we start to look at this. Okay. What are my measurable statistics? Measurable statistic number one, time on cell phone. Okay. I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you 100% that if you are unhappier this week than you were last week, if you're having a bad week, if you're down, if you're borderline depressed, I will guarantee you that you have spent more time on your cell phone. It's just the way it works, right? It's a time filler. It's a distraction. We are going to seek more distraction when we are unhappy. So that's metric number one, right? You can go into your phone and you can look at the amount of total screen time that you have had for this week, right? Extra bonus on sadness and depression with your top two or three apps are Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, right? Um, that's going to be, that's like the, that's the, that's how you double down on being unhappy, right? So I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. I'm mad about something. I'm not happy with my work life. I'm something. So what do I do? I get on this platform where people only post these ridiculous, totally unrealistic, amazing life accomplishments that they had. It's like, Oh, look at, you know, Sarah Jensen from high school just completed a triathlon and I can't even make it to the gym today. It's like, now I feel even worse about myself. And it's like, what you don't realize is Sarah Jensen probably didn't actually train for that marathon or triathlon probably didn't even do very well and just did it so that she could post the picture with her participation medal after 
after the race, right? Just so she could have that one, that one post where she could make you feel like that. And a bunch, she could get a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments. And all of a sudden she got those endorphins more from getting the likes on her post than she did on actually training and running for the race. And so, but we get on those platforms and we like double down on feeling bad about things. And it's like, I don't feel very attractive today. I've been sick and I'm pale and I'm not, and I, I'm not happy with my body. And so I look at all these fitness models and now I'm not happy about that either. And like, I follow Rich Froning and Matt Frazier and Cole Sager and they're snatching way more than me. And I'm mad about that. And that's bad. Right. And so now I get more depressed. And so that, but that's, that's it, right? We want that distraction. We're bored. So we don't actually take action on the thing that would make us happier. Instead, we fill our time with just time wasters. Okay. So metric number one, time on cell phone. Okay. Metric number two, legitimate time with your favorite five people. And if you don't know who your favorite five people are, it's time to start understanding that. These are the people in your life. They don't need to be your best friends. They don't need to be the people you spend the most time with. But you need to know who are the people you can text and call. And every time you get to hang out with them, you leave feeling happier. You feel better, right? They're not people who talk bad about others and talk a bunch of shit and gossip all the time when you get with them. There are people who like go out and they do stuff. And they're fun and they joke and they laugh and they make you belly laugh like they make you truly have a good time. And there's so much fun that like you don't you just you get dropped off in an Uber with like twenty dollars in your pocket and you just figure it out. Right. It's like back in, you know, back in the 90s, that would be the day. It's like there's no cell phones, nothing else to have in your pocket. It's like you bring an ID and 50 bucks in cash and let's just see where the night takes us. And one of my one of my favorite all time like personal stories, one for another day is uh, when I went up to Atlantic City for a bachelor party and that was it. Me and Tim's one of the guys I was in the army with just literally took out like 400 bucks in cash, which is probably like all of our money remaining after our paycheck, grabbed our IDs, left everything else behind because we knew we'd lose it being idiots up there and just went and stayed in a motel in Atlantic City for a bachelor party one weekend. And it I, just the best stories. We had so much fun. And so think about that, right? Think about who are the five top people in your life. And then look back over your week and see how much time did you spend with them? And I even say, so Maria is one of my favorite five people to spend time with. I hope, obviously, I hope that's obvious, right? And there's good quality time and there's bad quality time. One of my favorite things that Maria and I do is we go out to Bear Burger usually once or maybe twice a month. We grab a beer, we grab the same appetizers and cell phones stay in the car. And we just vibe and we just connect and we just get back on the same level. And you always feel so much better after that, just about everything, about everything. If you have problems, you can lay it out on those people. You can tell them about it and they'll listen and they'll care and they'll actually want to help you make it better. They're not just going to wait for their turn to talk. They're going to dive into it with you. And I just think that that's something that's so rare and I think what you'll find is your favorite five people, are your favorite five people, because they actually do care and they actually will listen. And so that's metric number two, right? If you look back over a bad week or an unhappy week, 
take a, take a peek, take a check at how many time, how much time you spent with the people who really light you up, who are going to bring you back to a better place and really help you and care about you. Metric number three, we're going to get into the health and wellness space here, right? Metric number three, how much time did you spend taking care of yourself this week? We're going to break this down into two categories. How much time did you take for you? Dedicated time where you're just working on your own mind, right? Getting back to Randy and I's conversation. You're listening to podcasts, you're reading, you're educating yourself, you're taking an online course, you're teaching yourself something new, teaching myself Adobe right now, which is quite the large suite of things to be teaching myself. I'm finding Photoshop and uh, Premiere Pro and Audition, very robust programs, a lot to learn, right? So I'm learning a lot and spending a lot of time on YouTube, taking a couple online courses about it. That's mine right now, right? But yours could be whatever, okay? How much time are you spending doing that kind of stuff, educating and growing, learning something new, learning a new skill, developing yourself? And then how much time are you spending thinking about your future, thinking about who you want to be and how you need to get there, right? Thinking about your your professional future, your relationships future. What are things that you're just not doing to take care of yourself, right? Have you not been doing a good job of saving money? Have you not been doing a good job of living below your means, being minimal, not being, you know, so desirous of things that are material, right? Being materialistic generally, And these are all just things that we know just lead to unhappiness. We know that just breed a mindset of wanting endlessly more. And then the education side of things, teaching yourself more is how you're going to stay sharp, how we're going to keep growing and feeding that muscle that is your brain. It's the most amazing thing of all time. Like just think about how incredible the human brain is. It's, it's almost inconceivable to think about, right? It's, you, you can't break down how it works. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And you have to feed that muscle. You have to work it and it loves being worked. It desires it. So give it to it, right? Let it be worked. So that's your first metric. And your second metric is taking care of your body, right? How much time are you spending exercising? Pushing yourself physically, pushing yourself, not checking the block. Checking the block doesn't count. Checking the block is a waste of time, right? If you're going to do something, if you're going to spend an hour working out, don't go and just do some bullshit. Don't go and waste your time. Get a workout, like exercise your body. I've been seeing so much of this just crap that's coming out from the exercise world. And, you know, I do market research a couple times a week where I just spend hours just looking at the newest technology. And it's all technology now. It's all some new app or some new at home thing or this or that. And I get them. They're convenient, right? They're viable. Sure. But we know what's going to happen. People are going to slack off. And it's just like I, I just for the life of me, I know the true feeling of exhaustion. I know the true feeling of putting out everything that you can. And I've said it here before and I'll say it again. I love the way that Coach Ryan says it. You have never felt or been more alive as a human than you are in that moment. So don't waste your time. And if you are, that does not count towards this, right? If you're coming in and you are putting out effort and you are dedicated to really making yourself a stronger, more formidable human being, then that can count. Okay. So if we were to break this down, just to kind of quick summary, right? 
I would look at it this way. I get negative tick marks on my happiness and depression for time spent on cell phones, for time spent with people who I don't care about or by myself. Okay. I get positive for time spent with other people who do fill me up, right? Like high quality time where we're not just seeing our cell phones. We're actually diving deep into conversation about things and positive time for my exercise, my reading, my self-development, my creation, right? Maybe you're writing or maybe you're making YouTube videos or maybe you're doing something else you're creating in some way. That is stimulating to your brain. So it counts. Okay. And then I get time, obviously, for exercise and time for treating my body right and exerting the force that I'm capable of onto, you know, the earth if we're doing burpees or push ups, right? I'm pushing the earth down as I go. And so these are the things. These are just some quick metrics at a glance. I can look back on my week and let's just, let's audit, let's audit myself right now. Here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this live. So bear with me. Okay. This is going to be, I'm going to pull my cell phone out. Let's go to screen time. All right, here we go. All right, screen time. Jeffrey's iPhone, last seven days. All right, here we go. Last seven days, three hours and seven minutes. Okay, oh, that's per day. Dang, it seems like a lot. All right, six hours on, this is the last seven days. Okay, six hours on Google, six hours on YouTube, five hours on Messenger app, two hours on podcasts. Two hours on clock. That's a weird one. And then I'm down into the like random ones. So just like settings and stuff. So um, I wonder what that clock clock one was. I must have been timing something and I just left it open. But um, yeah, six hours, six hours and 24 minutes on Google, six hours and nine minutes on YouTube and five hours on on messages. Now, to be fair, my group messaging has been off the charts because of all the amazing moves the Browns have made. But you look at that, right? I don't know. So three hours per day, man, that seems like a lot. So maybe, maybe that's bad. All right. But zero time on social media, right? A lot of time on YouTube, a lot of time on Google. So I got to work on that. Okay. Um, and so we look at that. Let's put that as a grade of yeah, C minus. All right. C minus this week. And so we look back now. I'm in a great mood today because I worked out and I treated my mind and body. I read for about an hour this morning. I listened to two podcasts and I worked out. Okay. So those are all positive tick marks. But the rest of my week, to be completely honest with you, has kind of been crappy in the rest of the regards. I've not exercised up till the, up till today. And it is Wednesday, which is like Man, you can count the number of times on one hand that I have made it to Wednesday in a week and have not worked out. So not great there. Uh, I hadn't read very much this week. I've been creating a lot. So I don't know if you want to count that, right? It's been somewhat stressful. Uh, I was in a little bit of a negative space yesterday about it. Uh, so let's say in terms of exercise, I am an F this week, right? Uh, I've only gotten one workout in, but today was amazing. I feel a million times better. I'm doing this podcast. I didn't do this podcast yesterday, which I normally do it on Tuesdays. I didn't do it yesterday because I was not in a very good mental space, right? This afternoon, I am like just popping, firing on all cylinders, loving every second of everything uh, because I got my workout in and I, I got back to my fundamentals today. And that's important. That's what you get out of auditing, right? That's what you get out of paying attention to this stuff. So F on workout, I'm going to give myself maybe like a B minus or a C on reading and podcasts this week. Um, but I am going to give myself an A on spending time. So I think three different times over the last three days. So into the Blue Jackets game last night, I spent a bunch of time with friends over the weekend. And that was all time with zero cell phone, right? Just none and completely in the moment, 
right? The only thing that I'm lacking on is a couple of those were time spent with people where Maria was not there. Now we're taking vacation together and we're going to have a lot of time together coming up this weekend. So a little bit of that has been like a hedge against, um, you know, the the amount of quality time that we're going to be spending, you know, on four hour flights to and from Phoenix. Uh, so, you know, I think hopefully we'll be able to catch up uh, with that personal time. But, uh, you know, you think about that. And I think my time spent with others has been an A plus. And I felt really, really good about it. And so I still feel like I'm doing pretty well this week, right? If I can get a couple more workouts in, I can be as motivated with reading and exercising today or tomorrow as I was today. And I can still finish out the week with spending a bunch of time with Maria. That's going to be a good week. I'm going to feel really good about it. Okay. And I know for a fact, and I can tell you this because I've done it before, I have gone weeks where I didn't spend any time with anybody where I came home and I was zapped and I just kind of shut myself out. I spent too much time on my cell phone, separate rooms from Maria, right? No podcasts, no education, no growth, no creation. And you, uh, you just kind of get into this dark area. I talked about it over lunch today with Star Fox. Great time with a fantastic top five kind of guy. And, uh, You know, it's just it's incredible the feeling that down feeling and how quickly it can seep in with just a couple of days, just a couple of bad decisions, a couple of things that you just didn't catch fast enough and you let go. And so I want you guys to be thinking about this. And there are certainly others, right? Uh, For a lot of you guys, it might be your last metric could be, you know, time spent at work or time spent at a job or time spent doing something that you don't believe in. And I know for me, for decades, that was a huge one. That was a huge one. That was something I just felt like I was just going nowhere because I never spent any time doing anything I believed in or contributing in any way. And when you start spending eight hours or nine hours or 10 hours, it consumes everything you're doing. And all of that time is spent towards nothing, right? Nothing you believe in, then that starts to feel, starts to feel pretty empty. And so as you look at your weeks, if you can audit how, how often you worked that week and how many, how much of that time that you worked, let's say we worked 50 hours this week, you know, I work, I easily work 60 to 70 hours a week, but it never feels like work. I don't even need to measure it. I love every second that I get to work on, on friendship. It's love it. It's fantastic. Nothing makes me happier. And so I don't count that for me. It's just like, I don't even need to count that metric. But if we think about adding a last fifth metric, that would probably be it. And so as you guys kind of start to think about this, I want you to think about, can we have some measurable numbers? And when we start to feel unmotivated, unhappy, depressed, sad, not connected with people, not happy with our body or our progress, all these things, when we start to feel that way, I want you to audit these things, count them, look at your phone, have some measurable statistics, think back over your last couple of days, look at your calendar. What is it filled with? Is it fun stuff or is it stuff you hate or is it empty? And you just filled it with nothing. You just spent time looking on social media. You know, it was time shopping online, looking for materialistic things you just don't need. I'm a fight club person by nature, right? So I I like that. I read the book. I'm one of the few people who read the book before the movie. And um, philosophically, 
you know, Chuck Palahniuk, I think uh, is, I think that's how you pronounce it, is who wrote it. And philosophically, there's a lot there and it kind of gets overshadowed a little bit by the fighting aspect of the movie. Um, but philosophically, it's a really, you know, anti-establishment type movie. And I do think that it's just, you know, there's a lot of great quotables in there talking about how a lot of these things, a lot of this stuff that surrounds us is set up to make us automatically unhappy. It's set up to leave you feeling like you always need more. So we always want more. But the more that we want is stuff that we don't actually need. And the things that are telling us that we want more are things that are trying to steal your attention when you're the most unhappy, when you're the most vulnerable. And so as we start to think about having a system, having these things dialed in where I know I can't spend more than an hour on my phone or more than two hours on my phone every day and still be a happy person. I know that I can't go a week without having lunch with two friends who make me belly laugh and time flies by and we have so much fun. It's my favorite thing I look forward to every week. And then spending one evening with my wife where it is just her and I, and we just dive into loving each other and talking about things that we're struggling with, getting connected and being on the same page. And I know that I need to exercise at least four times a week and push myself and check the block in a good way, right? Make sure that it is actually a block worth checking, that I actually feel good about checking, and making sure that I ate healthy and I exercised and I exercised my brain just as much as my body. And when you do these things, you're going to start to feel like you're more aware, like you're more in tune with some of those work problems or some of those other things. And then you can course correct. So what we talk about with resiliency training generally is what, what Jack talks about all the time. It has to come first from a place of self-awareness. And what better way to be self-aware than to have some metrics, to have some things that we can measure and look at and say, I'm doing too much of this and not enough of that. And now I have measurable statistics. I spend five hours on my phone every day and I can't, and I bitch about how I can't find time to exercise, right? I feel disconnected with my wife, yet I'm on social, I've spent an hour on Instagram today. It's time you could have spent talking with her right? I haven't done anything for my husband in the last year, whatever it is, right? I haven't, I haven't gone out of my way to really do something super special for him because of time, because I use time as a problem. And yet you have this device that sits in you, or you have this thing that sits in your living room and we just sink hours into it. And the metrics are there. They put them in place. You can see them, right? We know it. Now, if you guys are as happy as a clam, you don't need to worry about any of this. So you probably didn't even listen this far, right? Happy as a clam, we are just good to go, right? You don't need to audit anything. Just keep doing what you're doing, to, but systemize you know, Save more money right? to go this through is your I tell house people all the time. If you're happy, minimal, if things are rolling, uh, Is system, it possible for you right? to be what more loving you to your spouse or significant other? Is it possible for you to be a better parent? Is it possible for you to be educated? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely possible for all that stuff. And so once you start to realize the things that really fill you up and make you happy and the things that are driving that happiness, it's time to make a system out of them. And once they become systemized, then it's time to make sure that you frequently are checking in on that stuff and you're just trying to drive it to make it better. You never sit there and you never say like, yeah, yeah, it's good enough. You know, yeah, we, we put, you know, 200 bucks away in savings every month and you know, it's good enough. 
And then you look over your credit card bills and you're actually like blowing like $700 on just nothing on shoes every month. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like, no, you could be better. We could be better with that for sure. Like, you know, our retirement, I, if you do that stuff, right. You can retire by the time you're like 50. I mean, we don't need to wait till you're 65 to retire. Right. We just need to stop buying crap and having bad systems. So, you know, just always some food for thought there. Whether you guys are happy or unhappy, whether you guys are having a good week or a bad week, pay attention to why. Pay attention to what's going on underneath the surface there so that we have a little bit better understanding on it. So I hope that helps you guys. And honestly, I hope you guys are having as good of a week as I am having a day. And I hope that you guys can tell that I am just fired up and uh, having a great, fantastic time today and really happy, super thankful to be able to do these podcasts, guys. Uh, you know, got a lot of feedback, some really cool stories. And it'd be fun for me to maybe share a couple of those stories uh, on the podcast sometime from the saying no episode uh, last week. Got a couple cool emails and text messages and conversations conversations from people who right after they listened to that, that night or that day, they said no to things. And then they were able to tell me the positive repercussions of that and how it it created so much momentum for them the next day or the next 24 hours. And, you know, and they did it as a decision where in another situation, maybe had they not listened to that podcast that they would have said yes, and they would have done the thing and they would not have felt as good. They would not have had the momentum. They would not have had as good of a situation afterwards. So, um, so that's cool. And that's what we do this for. That's what we listen to the podcast for, right? Is we need reminders. We all need help. I need help as much as anybody. I listen to like, I listen to these podcasts and they're everything from self-help to good financial stuff, to good this, to good that. And because I need help with it. Like I, I have bad habits with things, and, you know, Maria all the time, she'll look at me, she'll be like, well, you're not perfect. It's like, yeah, no shit. I'm working on myself all the damn time. And I, I'm just aware of the fact that podcasts and exercise and eating healthy and going to bed on time and spending time with people I love, like those things get me dialed back in. And so for me, it's really easy to correct course if I have a day or two that aren't perfect for me or a day or two that leave me feeling empty or unhappy. I know exactly how I'm going to correct course. And that's the biggest thing I think we can all do. You're never going to be perfect ever, right? That's ridiculous to think that you will. There's no point in wasting time thinking that. So instead, let's create just this rock solid system so we know how to course correct really fast and get ourselves back to a place of happiness, excitement, and momentum as quick as possible. And then in reality, any day can sort of be a sunny day. Any day can be that first day of spring where everybody feels incredible. And that's what we're shooting for. All right. Love you guys. Have a good one. 